episode of The End Zone Club, where it is I, none other than your host and trusted friend, Anthony Mitchell. Before I get too far into today's episode, I want to take a different direction and encourage you first to like, share, and subscribe this episode. Today, I want to be a little personal with you guys, as always. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, um, it'll be a blessing to somebody, right? Anyway, guys, as you know, here at the End Zone Club, we have conversations that are designed to push you from walking in purpose to... Oh, I said that wrong. Can I get a redo on my own podcast? Anyway, we have conversations that are designed from flipping it, from having you walking in potential to actually filling your purpose and I messed it up again but that's okay because we all mess up we all make mistakes but guys as we're getting ready we're in the NBA free agency um my my New York Knicks as always they have left me hanging I guess we got one middle of the road guy and we gave him a lot of money and that's that 49ers in a state of flux the Yankees doing good But as always, my offseason is like, I wish we had done more. But speaking of doing more, I I wanted to go behind the scenes with you guys today and just kind of share my heart in the area of working together. One of the reasons I think this is a very important conversation is because I know a lot of you will walk away from this podcast feeling inspired to go out and to do your part, but there's going to be an all too familiar roadblock that I've experienced that I would like to make you guys aware of, and that's this, this idea or this thought that sometimes we find it hard to work with other people. Anthony, what do you mean? I'm glad Anthony asked me, what do I mean? So I can tell you. Thank you. (laughs) What I mean by this, guys and and, and gals and everybody else, is that you ever ever had, let, let me put it in a proverbial sense, right? So have you ever had like this, this thought as a kid where maybe it wasn't grounded in reality? Think about some of the things he thought about his kids. You know, because his kids, our minds, our our, our thoughts and possibilities were very far-fetched and far-ranging. Like, I'm going to tell on myself, and this this is so dumb when I say it now, but as a six-year-old kid, I was very big into paleontology, which is the study of dinosaurs. And I was also big into studying big cats and primates like chimpanzees, monkeys, and gorillas. And I used to always think, man, how cool would it be to have an opposable thumb on my foot? Like I could just run fast and then I could like climb trees, right? Whatever. Saw too much Planet of the Apes, but it seemed like a cool idea then. But I remember I I mulled over this thought for like days. And as I mulled up the strength to finally share this genius idea with one of my relatives to my dismay when I shared it the feedback was not equal (laughs) the 
feedback was not equal to my idea. And I remember this conversation going as far as somebody changing the channel of my beloved primate shows and telling me I needed to watch something else. <laughs> as you as you realize what was going on here in this moment was this idea I had was not received the way I was hoping it was. So now I'm having to deal with conflict resolution. Somebody doesn't like my idea. So where do I go from here? Where did you go, Anthony? Anthony, I'm glad you asked. So from there, as we, as I got older, and maybe you guys have done the same in other areas of your life, but as I got older, I started learning to think within the box. Think about this for a minute. Everything has a box. A box is a set of rules. It's a set of boundaries. It's like this outlying shape that really negates or, um, I don't want to say limit, but it sets the parameters for what's acceptable as a norm. So one thing I have found out in our communities that we have worked in all through times, there are certain cultures that set boundaries. And a lot of times when you talk about culture, it's the way things are done. Sometimes these cultures that rest in communities are some of the reason that communities are the way they are and why they can't progress. Let me give you an example. In the hood, some of the most beholden individuals are the drug dealers. I want you to think about this. We will spend more time in a lot of our communities praising the tough guys because they instill this level of fear in you and that I have seen, and this is things we've all, we've all noticed, You'll see tough guys do tough things. Like, look at some of these rappers, for example. Look at what's going on with Young Thug, right? Is that his name? There's like 50 counts of murder that he's been indicted for. And you've got other fellow rappers saying, free him. Now, why would you take someone that has potentially left 50 mothers childless, and you make that the hero of your community. But what happens is because of fear that's identified within this topic, sometimes these are the guys that become the hero. Another hero I see in a lot of our communities are the athletes. We lift them up, we put them on pedestals, and we idolize them, right? But then you have a lot of things in between that fall through the cracks and that's your scholars that's your kids that have traits that's your kids that are working hard maybe we consider them to be square right because they're not like the norm so in this parameter in this box we establish this culture that we identify young black men by that we identify young latinx latinos mexicans puerto ricans by country guys rednecks uh, blue collar, white collar, whatever your particular demographic is, a lot of times our culture boxes in uh, sets of norms and what's okay, right? So sometimes I find that kickback from these cultures as you start working and you start identifying various things that you're hoping to bring improvement in in areas, sometimes you get feedback. 
I remember several, several years ago, I got an invitation to sit down with a group of guys. And I, at this point, had been doing community work, maybe 10 to 15, 10 to 12 years, somewhere in that span. So at this point, I was not a novice to what I was doing by any stretch of the imagination. Someone was attracted to some th- ideas that I had been pitching in the community and kind of welcomed me in their circle. Well, as I came into the circle, and I'm not sure if I've shared this story before, but I noticed that there was another group represented in the meeting, and they were a younger group, meaning they were maybe one year, and they hadn't even made it to a year yet, actually, but they had some good ideas, and because they had good ideas, they kind of boxed it in that I wasn't from their community, therefore they weren't going to accept me, so about the course of an hour I'm in this meeting and every time (laughs) every time I try to get a point across the main guy that sat as a gatekeeper or shall I say a door stopper kept cutting me off and kept over talking me this went on for a while but as the story goes by the end I finally just kind of took lead and I'm like look man y'all gotta let me talk I've been sitting here patiently listening to you guys for an hour you guys are pitching ideas here is how you actually do that. That was the difference. Where some people talk about doing things, there are some people that are actually doing it. It's like, hey, now let me share some wisdom for how to make that happen. We didn't get it. We worked together on one of it. We never worked together again because I was kind of turned off by that whole encounter because it was a learning experience for me. I had never experienced it to that degree but as you move forward in life whether you're in the corporate realm <laughs> whether you're a professional whether I mean whether you're even in social media there's always going to be this sense of opposition that somebody feels like they can do what you're doing better one of the takeaways from that is that it goes back to something one of my instructors always used to tell me in high school He was like, there comes a point where you have to believe in yourself. Believing in yourself is not a sign of ego. It's important to everything you do. Within everything you do, within believing in yourself, there's a sense of self-identity that you relate with. That means I know who I am. Knowing who I am means I know what I bring to the table. When Muhammad Ali said he was the greatest Whether or not anybody else recognized it at that time, he already knew. When Mike Tyson used to get ready to fight and he told you, I'm the baddest, I want to do a whole bunch of things, you've heard Mike. Or you hear Roy Jones or just various individuals who were very gifted. Yes, I understand how the bravado part of that conversation can turn people off, but underlying in that is they knew who they were because they had put in a certain level of work with that said i always encourage my listeners before you do anything before you open your mouth before you sit at any table first do your homework once you've done your homework and you familiarize yourself with what's going on then you have a reason to speak There's a group of us now in this culture, I hate to say this, but we are more led by feelings versus actual facts. And that's bothersome to me. 
Some people are very strong in their opinion, but they haven't done any work. They haven't done any study. They're just standing on their feelings. One thing about feelings is feelings change. Feelings morph. As we get older, as we learn more, we and we learn more, then it, it, it builds us up to do better. But anyway, back to this point. From that point, I wanted to bring that up because you have to believe in yourself when you're the only person in a room that houses the vision God has given you and you know that you're in here and you may be the only one that sees what you see. But if you believe in yourself, here's another point you have to add to that. Know how to communicate your vision. Know how to communicate it. I have been frustrated early on, right? I was sending out emails to people. Hey, I'm having a summer bash. Hey, I'm having a youth leadership empowerment. Hey, I want to get a Habitat for Humanity house off the ground. You're shooting these emails to people and you're not getting good feedback back. Nobody's responding. And I'm like, man, I know this is a good idea, but why am I not getting anything back? Ten years later, I went back and I looked at some of my emails that I was sending out. And they were very heavy on some parts, like the minor parts. Where is it going to be at? Um, what time of day it is. Those parts are important. But I wasn't explaining what was really going on. Maybe I was a little more vague in explaining the important stuff, which is how we could how we can connect, which is how I see you taking part in this and how this is going to benefit you and it's going to help bring visibility to your brand. These were things I was missing. So because I wasn't communicating properly, some things weren't growing the way they should. So even within having confidence in your vision, have a sense of feedback where you know if you're communicating your vision properly. I listen to guys in passing like Eric Thomas. I'll have to tell you guys about an encounter I had, a very positive encounter with Eric Thomas several, several, several years ago, back in 2014. We had an encounter. Actually got his cell phone number and for a little time period there, we were texting each other back and forth. But one thing I noticed about highly effective people is that they have highly effective communication tips or habits, ways of doing things. Sometimes what it takes us in three sentences to say, they can say it in a few words and the message is just as clear. So that's another thing, having confidence, being able to communicate your vision, and most importantly, being patient. If every vision, every seed, every idea you plant is fertile, do know that it's going to take time to sprout, to maturation, where you can enjoy the benefits. Seven years in the state of Mississippi, we've been doing our football camp. It's just now finally getting to a point where it is really now organic where it is growing itself we are already moving into next year's direction and we got some phenomenal things planned did a summer bash a couple of years which was a back to school giveaway 
it grew quickly. We done some um, college fairs, career fairs, a lot of different things. Some things took off quicker than others because of the way it was communicated. Some things there's naturally a need for where it doesn't require much communication, like giving away school supplies. A lot of parents need that. All I needed was one flyer and it spread like wildfire through the community. Football camps, a lot of kids aren't playing football like they were in my day. So even with pro players, there's still been a level of work we've had to put in. Being patient also as well. Even with it, I want to I circle the wagons back to the football camp. But I remember when I was first starting it off, I would have people that I knew we could have been phenomenal working together on this platform. You can help me. I can help you. All hands will be washed. But the weirdest thing started happening. Some of my friends wouldn't support me openly. They would do so in their own little way. But I started noticing they would ask me, well, hey, why don't you come to my community and help me put this on? Same exact idea. But they wanted my idea to benefit them. Strange. Strange things we encounter as we get out and we do this even with podcasting, even with video and editing. A lot of different factors go into you being able to grow your vision just don't be the reason your vision isn't growing does that make sense i wanted to put that out there because if you're going to put in time to do anything there's going to come a point in opposition where people are sometimes going to negatively speak about you i have had some local pastors get on the radio and say things about me that is okay that is their right sometimes the older gatekeepers don't see what the younger generation is doing i i listen to wilt chamberlain i go back and listen to old videos of course wilt is deceased he was alive when i was a young man so that's that's stating myself and wilt always talked about that current generation of basketball players is being soft you look back now at that area of the Lambeers and the Mahorns and the Parishes and the Dennis Rodmans. I don't care what you say. There was nothing soft about the Detroit Bad Boys. But he was conditioned to feel like he was the greatest to have ever played. And that next generation was just not as strong. And then you hear that generation talk about that in the next generation and so forth to where now you're in LeBron's generation and we that grew up in the Detroit Pistons era, the Bulls era, the Jordan rules, we're like, these guys are soft. Load management, Blah. soft. Nights off, soft. All of these things we do, we lump them in this boat. However, sometimes when I receive that same criticism from guys from older generations like, I couldn't hold a, a light to anything they've done. Then there's this division that takes place. But sometimes through God seasoning me in this way, and maybe you will also have this opportunity. Maybe you're probably better. You guys are probably better than I am because it took me a while to get to this point that I respect your opinion. I may not particularly see it your way, 
but you have that right. But let me lay my ego aside and let's see how we can bridge the gap. A little bit of respect goes a long way. Whereas I may feel disrespected sometimes, you may feel disrespected sometimes when you're in the boardroom and you're trying to pitch an idea as a woman and some of the men that are not used to women in leadership positions, maybe, just maybe they may give you a hard time. Be patient. Know who you are. Know when to hold, know when to fold. That goes a long way. But just because people don't see it today mean they won't. Just because you're starting someplace else does not mean you won't run into that same issue. People are people, regardless of where you go. But when you know who you are, when you're confident in what God gave you to work with and you're, and you're growing, most importantly, nothing on the outside can affect what's in the inside. Take that with you wherever you guys go. Take it with you. Anyway, guys, I could go on and on because there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stories I want to tell you about this one, but (laughs) let me say this. If you want to hear more on this topic, reach out to me, anthonymitchell01 at gmail.com and say, hey, I want to hear more. Or if there's something specific you're working on, but you just want a little advice on that, maybe we can chop it up on this podcast. Inbox me, anthonymitchell01 at gmail.com. And until next time, this has been another episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Share it, like it. Let's get this content out. I need your help. Also, feel free to donate. And until next time, guys, be blessed.